Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Podcast One has crime and mystery with shows like Cold Case Files. Unsure of how his victim was killed, the doctor completes his autopsy with more questions than answers. The Serial Killer Podcast. A little boy, as it turned out, was the kidnapped Billy Gaffney. And crime in sports. He's pulled over in Dallas and found in possession of a crack pipe. Let's just say the lawsuit didn't go anywhere. He didn't win. <laughs> Exclusively on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to Starving for Attention. I'm Richard Blaze here with Jasmine Blaze. Yeah. This is exciting. Candace Nelson is about to walk in the... I- in the room Uh, I'm just a big fan because like you know I'm in this tech sort of entrepreneurial mode right like obsessed startup craze startup craze reading everything about it she started the cupcake craze yeah a pioneer uh, came from the investment banking world a little bit of the tech world great story and decided she was going to bake some cupcakes, open up her own shop. Ended up being multiple units of Sprinkles cupcakes. Yeah. Everyone knows Sprinkles. Everyone knows Sprinkles. Got endorsed by <gasps> Oprah. Oprah. Uh, and then it just kind of exploded from there. She just opened up a new pizza place here in L.A. Pizzana, yeah. Pizzana. I can't wait to get her in. I'm gonna. Uh, I want to sort of like dig into that brain a little bit, and hopefully, I want to dig s- into some cupcakes. I want. Oh, good point. <laughs> Did she bring any? I don't know. Next up, though, uh, Candace Nelson. How, how are we doing? We're good? Okay. So we're just going to get going. Yeah. Uh, Candace Nelson's here. Hi, guys. Unbelievable. Hey. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks uh, for having me. We're kind of coming off of uh, a set where we work together for a show that we, we're not going to name just yet. So it's it going to be- has not been announced. This mysterious Candace <laughs> show Nelson show. very yet. secretive and spooky. But I think it should <laughs> just be called the Candace Nelson show. Let's be honest. As, when it does come out, we should- Don't you think? <laughs> I'll have you talk to the executives about I'm that. I'm going to work yeah, on yeah. it because that's the, when I, I, you know, I, I felt that way when I left, that it was it should be yours. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was thinking it was the Richard Blaze show. Well, so. For the one day that I was there- <laughs> Perhaps it should be hyphenated. Right? That's that's what I'm uh, – yeah, it, maybe. That works. That would be a long hyphenation. We can just spin but, something off. Yeah. I think that will work. Mm-hmm, but yeah. what an absolute – first of all, it was an honor to work with you. You too. Um, for many different reasons. But like we'll just get and dive right into it. Okay. So like you pioneered and created the cupcake thing. Let's just call it the craze. I was wondering what you were going to call it. Oh, you've done it. many things, we're, right? We're, but yeah. like – Craze. Some people call it a bubble. Oh, you called it a gosh. thing. Well, that's, that's that's yeah. everything. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I, you, you, so you you come from a business background, so like I, it doesn't yes. surprise me. Uh, and you're an academic, so it doesn't surprise me that you would use the word bubble. But what a, I don't think that I mean bubbles. No, I don't love the word bubble. I don't. Yeah, right. No, because no, the, I don't love the word bubble. And, and and to be honest, I don't think it is a bubble. No, I mean, that's what I. That my argument would be when you know you here. kind of created and something rocking. that's never going to get old, right? Well, thank. you. Well, I you know I agree with you. I think cupcakes are something that are beloved. They always have been. They've stood the test of time. It was just a function of kind of reinvestigating and rethinking and elevating something that we all already loved and making it special again. And so that sort of expanded the audience and, right. and increased the market and allowed it to stand on its own because, you know, prior to Sprinkles, sprinkles there had never been a cupcakes-only bakery before. Right. And the first thing you have to ask yourself is, well, <laughs> why is that? <laughs> there must be a really good reason why. It probably doesn't work. Right. Um, but, you know, in rethinking and elevating the little, humble little cupcake, right. um, it allowed us to, to do that, let the cupcake stand on its own. It's kind of, like, I mean, I'd, I don't want you to, you know, have to go through your whole origin story. But like that moment, when did you realize that there was a market for the cupcake? When you were when you were looking at a bakery that was selling other like large cakes, mm-hmm. when did you feel like when did you feel like oh this is a, something that it's its own market it could scale? Well, I actually after pastry school started making special occasion cakes, and I was really I was just starved for my you know to use my creative side because I was coming out of investment banking and the tech world and I got into pastry school and was just having the most fun like the time of my life and thought I have to be as creative as possible so kind of constructing these very elaborate detailed cakes and then I realized that special occasion cakes are 
pretty much just that. They're only for special occasions. So right. people don't order them that much. <laughs> right, right. So as fun as they were to create, although also a bit of a pain in the butt, um, it, you know, there just wasn't a huge business model behind it or, or a very strong business model behind it. Yeah. So at the same time, I was sort of, you know, being in this field, I was aware of this growing trend, like brides that were choosing cupcake towers over traditional wedding cakes. and mm. And there was a sort of you know, larger theme of personalization. Everyone was wanting everything individualized and personalized. And cupcakes are that. They're a personalized cake. And so I thought, I can be artful, but create something that's simpler and something that people could conceivably eat on a daily basis. Now, that's a business. Right, exactly. So, I mean, was it your business background that said, hey, a wedding cake is hard hard to scale? This is something you're going to, you know, maybe a couple times a year, you'll get a cake like that. I don't know that I ever really thought about it that way, but I'm sure, yeah, that's sort of how I think of things. Right. And then the fact, of course, that um, a cupcake does not cost a lot of money, right? This is right. Well, here's the thing. Yes, that is true. And people were used to spending, you know, twenty five cents at the local supermarket. Mm. So when Sprinkles first opened, right. we got a lot of raised eyebrows because we were charging three twenty five, and people were like, "What is the deal with this cupcake? Why are you charging so much?" And we had to explain the fact that you know the cupcakes that people were used to were made with shortening, laden frostings, waxy colored sprinkles. They were like. You know, packaged in plastic clamshells. They, we weren't using the world's best vanilla um, back in the day. You know, <laughs> there's actually those exact cupcakes sitting out there. Are there yeah, I felt like, like someone was trying to troll you. There's someone, someone brought. <laughs> did they, uh, did, there are some clamshell cupcakes. There's some clamshell cupcakes out there. there. Clamshell yeah. cupcakes it was out a trick. Oh it was God. a trick. <laughs> well, I, I, it's I, embarrassing. I walked right by them. I was going to say, I was embarrassing. Offended. Heather, how could we do that? By the way, yeah, yeah. So listen, also, you, your, so your business was also born in like the time of like the Atkins diet and this moment where everyone was being really cautious carb about and, carbs yeah. and I, we've always been I feel like cautious about sugar right but you, it exploded during that moment did yeah. you give any thought to that while oh. you were going well, through it well do you or? think it was because it was a you know a single serving that maybe people would be okay eating. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I went to pastry school in San Francisco. And when my husband and I decided we were going to do this thing, this crazy idea, we moved down here because the economy was still just in the doldrums up north um, from the dot-com bust. And the right. economy down in LA was still pretty healthy. Um, but when we came down here, we did realize that everyone's pretty health conscious and not <laughs> to mention that, but everyone was specifically on the South Beach diet. I mean, it was the number one, you know, cookbook, a book right. on the New York Times bestseller list. So not only is LA not known for like cake and ice cream, kind of more known for veganism and, you know, beach bodies. Right. Um, but everyone is also low carbing it. And here we were basically raising this temple to a little, you know, a carb laden treat. So people thought we were pretty nuts. However, being an outsider and driving around LA, I did notice as much as people talk about how healthy people are, I've never in my life seen so many donut shops <laughs> and yes. hamburger stands. Right. I mean, yeah. really, I don't know, like, all these people who think that LA is so healthy just need to get in a car and drive around a little bit. This because, is true. And so I thought, you know, there's other people. Frankly, I was on a low carb diet, but I loved dessert. So I knew there must be other people out there like me that if the dessert was worth it, if it was, you know, dessert worthy, worthy and splurge worthy, they would do it. And it does work. It's the little package that kind of makes it like how many cupcakes equals like, I don't know, a big slice of cake. Like that's the way I would look at it. Right. Like, I can have at yeah. least four of these. <laughs> Right. right. We right. did actually have a lot of people back in the day ask us about calories, and we just said, you know, this is a place where we don't think yeah. about that. <laughs> right. You know, you yeah. walk through the door. This is made with the best ingredients. It's a it's a simple treat. You know, you're not going to break the caloric bank with one cupcake. It's all about moderation. So my whole philosophy my whole philosophy was just like come through the doors, forget about the calories, and enjoy it. Otherwise. Right, exactly. Yeah. So now, even up until this day, is it something like? Do you have you appeased some of those people? Are you like I always joke that the you know my three uh, the the villains in my dining room are always uh, the gluten free uh, people on the paleo diet and vegans. Uh, but these are also people that exist in a world that we love. Some of them. I mean, you're almost a that uh, you're almost a yeah. vegan. Um, so have you have you sort of made any changes to the menu like oh, from the beginning? Absolutely. Okay. People always ask me, you know, how do you create? 
and basically it's totally selfish. It's I create things I myself would love to eat yeah. with some exception because okay. obviously, you know, we have great um, rapport with all of our customers at Sprinkles. And at a certain point, there's people who want to eat our cupcakes that can't. And so we did develop um, and create a gluten-free red velvet and a vegan red velvet that we Ooh. offer every single day. Nice. And they're both excellent. Now, isn't there, I, I was reading something because we do a little research before you come you, in. But I you was, do all the research. I was reading something about um, when you came to LA and you were making red velvet, like no one knew what that was. Oh my right? gosh. <laughs> That's <laughs> sad. No, we lived in Atlanta for a decade, so right. we know what red velvet you is. You know, but. but I'm telling you, when I, you know, when Sprinkles began in LA, nobody had a clue what no it clue. was. Is that Unless, like an Elvis Presley album? They come in like and say, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. they come in and be like, "Can I get that red cherry cupcake or that black velvet or the red carpet?" And I was like, "It's not what it's carpet. called, but I know yeah. exactly Ooh. what you're talking about." I like that. I kind of like my funny. mind spinning with the red carpet thing, though. I'm sure you've done plenty of those cupcakes on the red carpet. Oh yes, right? oh yes, complete with the gold star. Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of which, one of your um, famous endorsements came from Oprah. Oh. Which we Radio. just we're, we just keep talking about her until eventually she'll sort of show up in our world or yeah, in is, some we're, degree. We're trying to um, materialize uh, her. You know what? Yeah. Just put it out there. That's what that's, that's, put it out yeah. there. There it is. Let's visualize yeah. it exactly. And what's, what was that? I mean, I, we just have to ask because we're we're like. Yeah, but that's like the best story ever. I love to tell that story. I yes. mean, we were awesome. my husband and I were eight months in with sprinkles. We were exhausted super had, brand new eight months super oh my gosh. brand new okay. we had had you know a great business from the get-go just with you know our neighborhood and la following and um you know we'd just gone through our first holiday season which was brutal because we were you know the gift to give for every top agent every top studio exec and we wow. were like oh my god we made it we were so <laughs> wow. excited we were hoping everyone would go on a diet in january not want any cookies <laughs> we just wanted a we day a off, off right <laughs> and the phone rang and caller id said harpo studios and i was like "Ooh, i love the oprah show so i picked up and there was a producer on the other line and she said oprah loves your cupcakes and i was like she does <laughs> and she said yeah she wants them on her show i said that's amazing and she was like tomorrow morning in chicago 300 of them please. oh my gosh oh my and gosh. you know we're kind of winding up for the day and you what know, did you do? Like you, I don't even. I like, said would you cry? yes yeah. because you Out don't say no to Oprah. <laughs> right. I mean, this, that's rule number right. one. Rule number one: everyone don't say no in to life, Oprah. don't ever right. say no to Oprah. And rule number right. two in like a startup business is you just say yes. Right, we'll figure say, it out. Figure, say yes and figure it <laughs> right. out. And that's exactly what we did. So hung up the phone, fired up the ovens, like frosted those cupcakes as fast as we could, got them in boxes. My husband and I booked a red eye yeah went to lax we were the world's most annoying people at the airport literally <laughs> right. had to take every box out of every bag and you know put it through the x-ray one by one Ooh. we were worse than yeah. like you're, a family with four right. yeah, of course because you have so to you carry on. on yes had to carry on right. and then we got to on buy the- them their own seat we no. did not. We took all of the overhead space. Right. So that was the other Good nice job. thing we yeah. did. That was the other thing that made us lots of so friends. So you have that to. Day. Yeah, you have to get all the overhead space, and then you have to guard the yeah. overhead that space no that like, no one else is moving around cupcakes. boxes right. with our lives. Right. Literally with like, our you lives. Don't understand. Now the one nice thing. That's is... the kind of the moment I want to have on video, though. It's like so. At some point, you do have to explain to Joe Traveler. Like, no, you can't put your, your briefcase right. here because right. these cupcakes are going to Oprah. Okay, yeah. I'll t- right. Well, so that's the one thing we had in our favor was right. literally when people would, you know, yeah. get annoyed, we'd just say, well, we're going to Oprah. And, and like, raised eyebrows would turn into high fives. I mean, ah. everyone was immediately oh, on of course. Yes. <laughs> so I just use that in daily life. You know, if people are, you know, whatever, there's an inc- incident, I just say, I'm, but I'm, I'm going to go see yeah. Oprah now. Right? Yeah. Just, well, you everything can, turns though, right? Because like, it's like magic. Yeah. You've met her and you've had that experience. So, like, you're just playing with the timeline. Right, it could just be an alternative timeline, right? Exactly. So, exactly. okay, so you get you get to Chicago. Get to Chicago. We're there, you know, plating the cupcakes. It's you know, basically, we haven't slept, and we get there before even Oprah gets there. We watch her come in, you know, even pre hair and makeup, kind of just groggy coming in for the for her show for the day. And Mary J. Blige was a performer on the show. Oh, wow! And okay. it was just, I mean, chills all around. Such a surreal moment, you know, such a life sort of changing experience. Now, was this yeah. the sort of everyone look under your seat moment? Is that what ends up happening on the well, show? Or? Well, they she had servers come out with these cupcakes, yeah. and while they were doing that, she basically sort of sung this love letter to Sprinkles about how they're the best cupcakes, wow. and all the stars love them, and this and that. And literally, that show aired. Two weeks later, so we like installed another phone line and did a few things to kind of prep ourselves. Right. But I phone mean, line? What about a couple there, of new yeah. ovens? Was I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> How did, what, what was the Times X? Like, what was that once once the sprinkles hit Oprah? I mean, it was 
infinite. I mean, wow. we had yeah. I mean, a really line that wrapped around mo- like almost all the way around the block. Right. Consistently, you just become for something months. that people will visit when they come to LA. It's not even locals, right? Anymore? No, we became a national brand overnight. Yeah. We had people calling from overseas. At yeah. this time, were you delivering nationally? No. So right. that's. <laughs> That's kind of the problem. You know, that's when you're, the opportunity becomes a bit of a nightmare because you can't deliver on that. You right. know, our brand far sort of outweighed our capacity to deliver the product. Right. And so that's when we started thinking a little bit more about how can we get our product into people's hands. And we developed a dry mix that we sold through Williams Sonoma mm. because the idea behind the sprinkles is that it's baked fresh you know, every day and eaten fresh. We don't sell anything the next day. Right. Everything goes to homeless shelters at the end of the night. So in shipping, Inherently, they're going to be a day old. Right. So right. we we could never do that. Yeah. Wow. Now, even to this point, no, but not even to this point. Wow. Yeah. So then, yeah. is that the personal pain point that then inspires the ATM? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. So you're like, we can't get these. Uh, we we can't. You can't deliver cupcakes. How can we get? But if more? your plane lands late, you can stop at the ATM. <laughs> you can stop at the ATM. Yeah. Right. I mean, what? Exactly. Okay. So. Hey, everyone. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with us and listening. When you're looking to buy a car, you want to make sure that you're getting real pricing on actual inventory. Unfortunately, a lot of times this isn't the case. People configure cars online only later to find out they're not even available. With TrueCar, you get real pricing on actual inventory. This is not pricing offered by TrueCar, but pricing from an actual dealer. And not just any dealer, but a TrueCar certified dealer. This is carefully curated network of dealers committed to transparency and offering you a competitive marking price. Using TrueCar, you can easily find the car that you want. Listen, over 3 million cars have been sold to TrueCar users by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. You will work directly with a TrueCar Certified Dealer contact. TrueCar users are more likely to enjoy a faster buying process when they connect with TrueCar Certified Dealers. And listen, TrueCar users, they save an average of over $3,000 off of MSRP. Uh, TrueCar customers show their TrueCar shows their customers all of their available incentives before they even arrive at the dealership. When you're ready to buy, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And some of these features are not available in all states. Hey, everybody, I'm Heather Dubrow. And I'm Dr. Terry Dubrow. Every Friday, check out my podcast, Heather Dubrow's World. We also have the Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig Show every Tuesday. So don't forget iTunes and Podcast One. Tune in to Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig on Tuesdays and Heather Dubrow's World every Friday. You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Some people, I don't know how, if they were listening to this podcast, they don't know, but you have cupcake ATMs. Yes. Yeah. And I have participated in this ritual yeah. before. I remember. I love that it's it was a, a ritual. We were blown away. Yeah, we're, I, we were still trying to figure out where we yeah, were. Is I, there I, one in Chicago? There's there New York. Is. And there's okay. definitely New York, right? Yeah. I think it was yeah, Chicago. I think it was and Chicago. we're walking along the street, and it and was just like this bastion feel, of like pink beautiful yes. like yes. a shiny robot like, a shiny there? robot on a well-to-do on a street let's be honest it wasn't a dark street. alley a, d- no. a dark alley would be a little bit more romantic it's a dark night <laughs> but i do remember it was like kind of a late night yeah. we had had a good we were having well, a good time you're in chicago it's we, probably four in the morning yeah. exactly okay so you're doing a better job than anybody. it's four in the morning we've had a little bit of drink yeah and this cupcake atm oh, yeah, which great. still i mean even now how many years later blows me away yeah. That, so how did you have the insight to do a cupcake ATM? Well, you know, it came out of a pregnant rant and rave. I'll just be <laughs> yes. honest with perfect. you. Yeah, a perfect. personal pain point. Yes. <laughs> so I have a passion for cupcakes, obviously. I've sort of <laughs> right. devoted most of my life to <laughs> right. them. Right. But personally, I also enjoy eating them. And Sprinkles Dark Chocolate Cupcakes got me through both of my pregnancies. Nice. And when I was pregnant with my second son, I came home late one night late one night and I said to my husband I just have to have a dark chocolate cupcake and he was like sorry it's 11 you know it was well past sprinkles opening hours and listen I'm gonna blame it on the hormones I'm not proud of this moment but I had a little bit of a tantrum and I just started saying you know I own a cupcake shop and I can't even get my hands on a cupcake this is ridiculous nice and because my husband is a very patient man and because like our whole business is basically based on a crazy idea right we like to just what we call embrace the crazy idea. So yes. instead of just sort of dismissing this tantrum, we started playing this game of what if, you know, well, gosh, what if you could get a cupcake anytime, day or night? And it's sort of 
it became, you know, this mission for us to find the technology, and and we did find it somewhere, and, and then co-developed a machine specific to cupcakes. Unbelievable. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously now this is bringing in some of your tech background as well. <laughs> but what about, <laughs> but what about like the troubleshooting for it? Which I mean, so how much uh, do you think is that the fact that you have this business and this tech background, right? That actually plays into the. It's okay to think through a crazy idea. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, really, it's about innovation. It's sort of I like borrowing ideas from other industries. I mm-hmm. mean. The whole idea behind Sprinkles was seeing the bakery world in a whole other way. I mean, why can't the cupcake stand on its own? Why, you know, why do people have to hold over cupcakes for the next day or, or, you know, staff a baker just in the morning so that by the time people come in late at night, you know, those cupcakes are basically a day old and then they're slashed, you know, in half in terms of their price. There were so many things we rethought from the display to the cupcake itself, everything. Um, And I think that was the strength, you know, not coming from the bakery industry as we were open to these ideas of seeing something in a new way. And so I like to think of ourselves as entrepreneurs, but yeah. also, you know, innovators. And so, you know, listen, to, to our discussion earlier about the cupcake bubble or whatever, once Sprinkles was successful, there were certainly a lot of cupcake bakeries that opened up. So something that was, you know, one day a, ter- a crazy idea, the next day became sort of like a, right. of course, and yes. everybody was opening up. So, right. you know. We embrace the competition because what it does is it helps you stay on your toes. And who would have, you know, I, we might not have thought of the cupcake ATM if we were still the only cupcakes only bakery out there. You know, we mm. we were pushed to continually innovate. Got it. So you have this personal point that you you want a cupcake at two in the morning, right? Uh, and also, yeah, now there's competition. We have to keep pushing. We have to right. keep innovating. We have to stand out. We have to be different. Um, keep pushing and those boundaries. Still just not enough good food that comes out of a vending machine, frankly, or out of an ATM. Exactly. Right? Why mean, can't it be so a behind in this delicious <laughs> freshly baked cupcake? <laughs> right. Why Absolutely. not? I'm super hungry right now. By the way, this is one of those things that happens. Um, so okay, so you mentioned uh, children, right? So yes. this is you have you have kids. I have two boys. Two boys. Okay, mm-hmm. so we have two girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are, we're we're nine and six. I don't know yeah, where yeah, you, yeah. you guys. Okay. Ten and six, about so ten, to be yeah. seven. All right, so yeah. there you go. Halloween so, is coming up. Yeah. It is. Yes. I, I, under this, I didn't want to embarrass myself, but I have a Star Trek James T. Kirk. Uh, wow, shirt. representing. But I feel yes, a little bit more like T. J. Hooker, like an older uh, William Shatner. <laughs> so I have I have the sweater over it. Um, but we were curious, just as parents, like how many cupcakes your kids. Eat? <laughs> oh, yeah. How many they're right. allowed to eat? I had Are they over cupcakes? Can they just not? Which well, I can't imagine, so but like, and, right, I can't imagine that either. Ever, <laughs> you know, we have a fried chicken place down in San Diego, and our kids are over fried chicken. They're just done. They're I just can't like, believe that for like, one I'm second. Done. No, yeah. but they're not over French fries, and they're not over the ice cream they serve and the cookies they serve. There, yeah. so they're still like on everything else. I'm dying but. to try that fried chicken. By the way, yeah, we'll be up here soon. I'm yeah, excited absolutely. about that. Um, but no, our had... kids would eat cupcakes every day. That's basically, <laughs> what we're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they would never stop. They really are still just a treat for my kids. I like to actually take them to the store. We don't really have them in the house. I like to take them to the store so they can really experience it yeah. because that's the fun part is walking in and seeing that case of cupcakes and getting to choose and that was a that was a bummer for me Charles and I will, always used to talk about it must be so fun to come into Sprinkles we'll never really get that mm. you know because we're yeah. just too much behind the scenes you're in it yeah. you can't even you wouldn't even be able to have a regular experience in your own business right exactly I say this all the time when people are like do you ever eat in your own restaurant I was like not really I never not with any pleasure still. exactly really right. I mean not with enough pleasure yes. and that's how yeah. it is you know we talk about my restaurant too pizza on it. I just, the same way, like eating on the floor, everyone thinks, oh, you must eat at your restaurant all the time. I'm like, it's so stressful. Yeah. <laughs> right. So your pizza place is relatively new, right? It is. It's relatively new. We just opened um, a pizza place called Pizzana. It's, uh, we're calling it Neo Neapolitan Pizza. I love that, by the way. Yeah. 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 Um, sit down, um, not a fast casual, but a sit down restaurant. And I love that because there's, there's, a, there's a baking element to pizza, of course. There's a of dough course. involved, yeah. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's actually how I connected with our pizza chef who is originally from Naples. Right. And I met him. He was doing a party at a friend of mine's house, actually Chris O'Donnell's house, who's a partner in the restaurant mm-hmm. as well. And I took one bite of his pizza and I was like, I got to meet the chef. So I walked over there and we just started geeking out about the nuances that go into making a great dough and the nuances that go into creating a great pastry. And we were just so simpatico. And... 
you know, Charles and I were like, food business never again. Not right. not doing, not going down that road again. We don't need another food business. And literally within five minutes, we're like, maybe we should partner with you. Wow. That's okay. Like- so the idea was <laughs> from this funny. meeting, you weren't saying, you weren't thinking that no. you were going to do a pizza place and let's no. go find a chef. You it's just, it. you're at a party having a conversation. Right. I mean, Charles So this is another crazy what? idea. Yeah. This is crazier <laughs> than the crazy. ATM idea, it's by the way. It's crazy. Right. So... So yes. you come in basically and partner or angel invest with uh, the Pizzaiolo or? He, yes, he's, okay. uh, he's a partner. We're the owners, founders, and we've worked together um, in a partnership to basically take his pizza and, and do a little bit like what we did with Sprinkles, which is take something that is already beloved and well-known and put a fresh, modern twist or spin on it nice. because his you know he his dough is sort of this slow dough that he learned to make when he was a child in sure. Naples and um, you know true traditional Neapolitan pizza is actually quite soupy or soft in the middle you kind of need a fork and a knife to eat it and Americans like to pick up their pizza they sure. like they you know we yeah. like a handheld food you know how I feel about handheld foods I'm really into <laughs> handheld foods <laughs> right <laughs> so he has adapted his dough to really? stand up now that yeah, sounds uh, almost an Italian of him. Right. Well, he has <laughs> ruffled some feathers back in his homeland, I'll tell you that. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't like anyone messing with their tradition. Because it's it's That's government It's a government thing. Also sure. in Italy, right? Sure. Yeah. But, uh-huh. I mean, it still has that great, you know, um, uh, just with the two days of fermentation, that great character and chew and char, all of that that you find in, in traditional Neapolitan pizzas there. And then it's sort of so, even better. So many questions. Uh, one, how much pizza do your kids yeah. eat? <laughs> I mean, okay, so this we, is going back to the yeah, question about tell, the cupcakes. If we tell our kids that you guys have pizza a, and cupcakes, they're a, like, Dad, yeah. what is wrong with hey, you? There's a family that just, they, they, they make pizza and cupcakes. <laughs> our kids will want to be adopted right yeah, away. Yeah, right? I have to tell you, actually, this is one of the true joys about doing what I do. Because when I was working in investment banking and someone would ask me, let's say, at a cocktail party, dinner party, what I did literally could count the seconds before their eyes started glazing over, right? I mean, it's like either yeah. they didn't understand it or it was just so dull and boring, which I I get it. It was boring. Otherwise, mm. I'd still be doing it. Right. Um, so now, though, my kids totally get what I do. Right. In fact, they can they can pitch in. You know, they, they come at me with ideas for, you know, desserts all the time. Awesome. They're always weighing in on the pizza. Nice, nice. You know, when kids bring... To uh, a fault? To, oh, I, I'm going to say my youngest. So my youngest, even as what was it last night that she something was I wasn't even something we cooked, but uh, the asparagus wasn't cooked something. well or something oh. like that. Very critical, mm. very food critic. Um, <laughs> do you find that your kids um, sort of have figured out a way to um, use your business to their own advantage? <laughs> I actually had a really funny conversation with my six-year-old the other day. Someone had – a classmate maybe or a teacher in class had asked him if he gets cupcakes all the time. And he kind of thought about it and he said, well, not not really. Yeah. And he came home and, and he looked at me and he goes, mom, do you get those cupcakes for free? <laughs> <laughs> And like, if so, right. nice. I said, well, I mean, in a sense, sweetie, yes. I mean, we don't you know, pay yeah. with cash or credit card when we go to the store. Right. Well, then why am I not getting cupcakes more? <laughs> nice. It was what, pure dollars and cents. Did you find question, out yeah. what led to the question? Because I feel like this is like a, a lunchroom conversation, right? Or is Probably, that? Yeah. Yes. I do really yeah. feel like somebody you know, prompted. Yeah. Yes, I do feel like my yeah. kids have a reputation. Everyone thinks that they must just be swimming in cupcakes at their house, and that totally. is not the case because I do want them to continue continue to have that joy. Right. Yeah. But so did you ever find yourself in like the I don't know the walking through the bakery aisle of a standard grocery store, and then your kids are just like. My mom invented this, right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. They say sort of embarrassingly, <laughs> yeah. like grandiose, wow. yeah. sort of. Yeah, you know. Yes. Don't yes. you know who my parents yes. are? Um, <laughs> he was a- having a debate with someone the other day about whose mom was the better baker. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's awesome. not fair. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. It's funny because he goes, "Well, I mean, my mom is like famous for her cupcakes." <laughs> I was like, "Honey, you know, that's listen. A home baked good is a home baked good, and and it should be appreciated." Right. Speaking of then the home baked goods, do you find yourself how how many PTA cupcakes do you have to deliver? <laughs> and how often are you like cuz it's it's kind of what? It's a request you can't really say no to. We donate a lot of cupcakes. Yeah, we donate say, a lot right? of cupcakes. And I it's bet. funny because my you know my kids and a lot of the other kids are very brand aware and actually quite brand loyal. You know, I'll hear about if a child has brought a, you know, <laughs> a thing of cupcakes in for his or her birthday and they weren't 
right. sprinkles. Oh, wow. Weren't. Wow. They weren't. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's wow. Okay. That's, People, that's good, though. It's well, a great well, thing about cupcakes. Everyone's passionate. Yeah. Everyone has a different idea about what makes a good cupcake. Unbelievable. <laughs> so you take so the success of your of sprinkles, and then you find yourself basically as also a cupcake queen of uh, Food Network, basically. Oh, you, you Cupcake find, you, Wars. Cupcake right. Wars. You find yourself as sort of resident serious baking judge on Cupcake Wars? That was a lot of fun. That's when you just, you never know where life is going to take you, right? right. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. You mean I'm going to taste cupcakes on TV and, and tell people what I think? Right. Sold. Yeah. Yes, yes, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. And, 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 um, and people always ask me, like, because I competed and I judge now and I host things and it's like, oh, which one's harder, right? And it's like, it, I mean, how hard is it judge? I mean, yes, it's... Uh, it, Nah. What? Not that hard. Rather? Not that hard. Yeah. Not that hard. <laughs> I know. I'm like, where are you going with this? Now, I'm not going to say it's hard. I would never want to be on the it's, competition it's little, side. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> easier to, to eat yeah. the food and just talk it. about it and come up with a nice vocabulary right. to talk about eating cupcakes. It's kind right? of them to even ask that question. Right. It is. No, right. it is. Like, Giving us like, a lot some of credit. People, like, yeah. They'll be serious journalists. Just like, tell me what's harder. It's like, no, it's I eat and like talk about it. It's not even close. Yeah. I eat for free, by the way. You can tell our kids that I eat for free. It kind of works out. So now this also, as sort of you launch Sprinkles and sort of the pioneer of like the cupcake craze, food television at that time is going through the same thing, specifically with these sort of genre competition yeah. shows. Right. Super niche. And Cupcake right. Wars is one of the first, I think. Right. That was well, like just about one ingredient, one thing, one item. Little known fact, Cupcake Wars initially was going to be a, like a docu series. Oh, okay. And yeah. that you're right because Food Network came back and said, "No, actually we want it to be, you know, a, a competition show." And um, I'm glad they did. A, I wasn't going to be involved in a docu series because right. I don't. I don't need a camera following me around in my. I mean, business is hard I, I, enough. I, listen, I, I you, you you look amazing in person, but I could see the soft filter, real docu drama, <laughs> like how hard it is to run the bakery. I could see that working as well. Um, so they. So then you know it's a competition. Yes, you have to be like the first ask. You well, have to be the first person they want to put on that panel. It, I think I was. I think I was. I mean, it's funny because the production company was based here in LA unlike a lot of production companies for Food Network. Mm. Um, I think that was sort of unique at the time. And one of the producers was was driving, literally d- driving down Little Santa Monica Boulevard past our sprinkles. And then, you know, there was another um, national cupcake bakery that had just opened up literally two blocks away. And she mm. goes, in her car, she mutters under her, you know, breath, it's a, you know, GD cupcake war out there. Ah, and then she goes, wow. ding, 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 ding. And so that's what she pitched to Food Network. Oh, and, you know, such a fun show to be a part of. Right. And also just so fun to see, you know, the effect it's had. I mean, it's, yeah. it's I filmed cult. over 100 shows. It's now all over the world. I've been cult following. It's I mean, got a cult following. Shows. I mean, I don't even yeah. know how many seasons or episodes, but there were, there were a bunch, right? I mean, is it in, uh, it's in hiatus now or something? I'm not, yes. I'm not even sure. Okay. Yes, I'm on to a new show. That's right. You're new on to a new show that I've to appeared remain on. remain unnamed. That neither of us can so talk far. about right yes. now. Yes. Where though, okay, so we, listen, we can say that we were on a show together. Yes, absolutely. And maybe we were eating things. Like we, were a, yeah, we were sweet eating some sweet things. We were eating some <laughs> sweet things. You're the hard judge. You're the hard critic. Am I? I think so. Was I tough? I think you're the tough critic. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, my I mean, gosh. You know, I hope I was nice, we, though. I mean, nice, but like you're the serious, like oh. I bake for a living. Okay. I know how to run a business. This is what's right and this is what's wrong, <laughs> uh, which, I mean, every show needs this person. It's like, I'm successful because of this and you didn't do it. <laughs> Well, I, I always, you know, with a grain of salt, because I, as I said, would never want to be the one out there competing. And I, yeah. I, and I gave up the special occasion cakes because they were so tricky. Nice. <laughs> a real super sidebar here, but you said a grain of salt. Salt on a cupcake? Imperative? Important? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yes, a, a, lot of, a lot of times people forget the salt in desserts, and I think that's mm. such a critical I component. just uh, moderated a panel in New York a couple days ago with Pierre Hermé, mm, uh, the godfather of the macaroon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, and he, his big pet peeve was that Americans put too much salt in their desserts now. Is that right? Which I get, I can see it because you could, do. It's yes. just a little bit, right? But now there are like, you know, chocolate cakes Salted, that are yeah. salt crusted basically. Yes. Which is how I <laughs> I put salt on like any sort of sweet thing I get on an airline. Yes. Which is I'm that you guy. You know, it's everything. funny. Yeah. Americans do tend to sort of go over the top on everything, everything we do, right? It's yeah, like that's true. all of a sudden salt is in and then, no, we got to just like get the salt shaker out and put it everywhere. Right. Yeah. Now, being that you're, you're like obviously a, a, a great um, – um, entrepreneur, businesswoman, when you're watching these shows and there's the clock, 
Right. Um, like, like, how do you I mean, how do you feel about the fact that like this, your craft and your art is sort of timed like that, and like they only have twenty minutes, thirty minutes to bake. Well, uh, to that point, cakes. I'm just glad it's not my art nice. that's okay. being there timed. It's right. it's theirs, and you know what's great is these contestants. I'm always impressed at what an amazing attitude they have. They're you know they're there to have fun, and you know show the world what they got, and and they know what they're in for when they right. when they come on the show. So. Listen, I'd be super cranky about it, but that's why I'm nice. the judge. Yeah, but that's why you'd also that's why you're good. Like this is like me when I'm competing, I'm a because totally different I, personality. I'm My ne- head's I'm down, I'm focused and like a great cake or a great cupcake, if you know, to be truly artful and decorative is never done. And if you're a perfectionist, it's like you can just oh, keep working until you yes. are bananas. It's never perfect. Totally. It's never perfect. And you feel that way now. Absolutely. About about everything. Sure. Sometimes Probably. you just gotta be under the clock to get it done. Probably yeah, even right? more so. Yeah, I, I also feel like I mean, now that you're in the pizza game, mm. I feel like that's even a that beast is different. Like yes, I, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not a pastry chef or, or a great baker to be honest. You're much uh, more of a baker than I am. But well, I feel like the pizza is so much so much harder to control. Right? I mean, I don't know if like weather and temperature. And oh, humidity absolutely, and, it's yeah. like bread. You know, yeah. I mean, Daniele, who does all of the pizzas, will you know he'll be sort of swearing under his breath about the humidity or the this or that, and and he really does have to adjust. It's it's one of those things that is has such a human element to it but at you know pizza and i'm not in charge of the pizzas thankfully for everyone who's visiting just right. just know that i'm not behind that you will get a very well-crafted pizza when you come to pizza <laughs> but i am in charge of the desserts and i'm the executive pastry chef there and it's been really fun for me because i have, there's no cupcakes on the that's menu that's amazing now that's so you're, cool. you're, you're hands-on every, yep. every couple days or, or yeah. in, the, in the bake shop and you know recipe development and sure. you know i have a i have a daily pastry chef who's you know churning out beautiful my my visions on yeah, a daily of course, basis, of course. You're and I'm there and a lot. Yes, um, but I'm not always there for service. Right, but you like so. that part of it. I which, love it. I love the recipe development, and I love the fact that you know, with one location, um, you know, I can be changing the menu and seasonal instantly. instantly yeah. You know, go to the farmers market and come up with an idea versus sprinkles. Obviously, we would come out with specials, but with 24 locations, there's so much process to that that you you know just couldn't be as nimble. So right. do, you, do you find yourself taking a lot of lessons from sprinkles? into the new pizza concept? Yes, yes. Um, you know, really with the food business, I'm sure you'll agree with this, it's all about the people. Once you have, you know, determined and, and built um, a concept and you've sort of worked on all the details and you know your vision, it really becomes um, building a really, really passionate team yeah. and managing and just keeping people inspired. So, I mean, really from one, you know, as different as they are, they're really the same. Yeah, you're investing mm-hmm, in the true. people more than more than the concept sometimes, or more exactly. than the product, right? Exactly. Now, what are the plan? Are there plans to scale? Uh- Pizzana. Pizzana, yeah. Yes. Well, we opened in Brentwood, which is kind of a unique thing, you know, and it's we're sort of a destination restaurant in a sleepier part of town. Sleepier in terms of sort of the restaurant scene. Right. right. So well, we, no one wants to drive in LA, right? So that's one of right. the main yeah. issues, I feel right. like. It's true. So, you know, the goal was to have a really successful neighborhood restaurant, which we do, but then all of a sudden we're on Jonathan Gold's top 101 yeah. list. We were Saw just yeah. number 36. And so we, thank you yeah. so yeah. much. So it's been really nice to get some of these accolades and so but then all of a sudden people are driving across town or driving from Pasadena and you know they really he's you know such a food god really and people want to eat exactly what he ate when he came to Pizzana they just follow him there's um, one woman who's coming next week who's literally it's her mission every night is like a new Jonathan Gold restaurant what do they call those people are they Goldies like what do you I don't know I'm sure I'm sure they have a name I I don't Uh, know what it is I should know if they don't have a name they have to have a name but but I'm going to go with hashtag Goldies (laughs) because he likes the fried chicken that we're doing as well so we're kind of of excited I'm sure Um, so then, so there's plans to scale, and that could be yes. So, so Brentwood, yes. There's a lot of people who live east of the 405 who are a little annoyed that <laughs> right. they have to cross that, you yes. know, traffic to get to a, a good slice of pizza. So, yes, we are looking to open east. Of have you been in a meeting? This is a question people want to know. Have you been in a meeting? And has someone ever said, with when you're talking about pizza, what about a pizza ATM? <laughs> You know, it is so interesting with all of this automation that's going right, on. Right, right. And I was just reading about 
a company in the Bay Area that literally has robots making pizza. Right. And they have yes. this delivery system where they're baking the pizza on the way to you. So, I, I mean, I listen, too. and I know yeah. you've got your hand in, in sort of, you know, that world a little yes, bit as yes. well. Yes, I try. So, you know, embrace the crazy. I'm, I'm always reading about that stuff. And, yeah, and a, a, a robot that's cooking at, you know, a 900 degree oven on right. the way to your door sounds dangerous. Well, but it's not. It's like, it's, I read the same thing. It's about like driverless cars and like you're just going to have a pizza delivery car that's pizza cooking car. as it goes. Yeah, yeah, a pizza oven with wheels and that's just going to show up. Well, we right. spoke of, I think I probably mentioned to you the fact that I want to do a donut concept. Okay, yes. yes. Yeah, that, that's that, what that, I was referring to. I just yeah, don't know no, what no I worries. can say. Yeah, no, everyone, a matter of fact, the, the idea was born on the podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Basically, like you said, sort of embracing the idea of crazy, which is so important, I mm-hmm. think, for entrepreneurs to just start in a ridiculous place. And it was like, ah, oh, let's make this joke. We didn't have any ad sponsors at the time. We were like, right. we'll do this fake commercial about delivering donuts via drone. Nice. And then when we started thinking about it, we we're like, this is possible. So that we're is close. so embracing the crazy. Yeah. So, I love it. So you will see us. It's not the Oprah show, but you will see us delivering a donut via drone on some morning show soon. I hope it's to my house. I'm going to give you my address <laughs> well, when I leave. We'll have to do it. We're going to have to buy a house a couple hundred yards away yeah. from your house first <laughs> because that's where the prototype happened. It's only a couple hundred yards, uh, but we're going to figure it out. But I, I, listen, I mean, we could be parachuting uh, sprinkles cupcakes on people. I'm so uh, into that. You, before you know it, right? Can you imagine? Care I, I like can. Raining cupcakes, sprinkling sprinkles. Right. Well, that's Love kind of it. the amazing thing. Like, can you imagine with the ATM? Like, that still just blows right. my mind. This is this wasn't like you know yesterday, right? Like, that you thought of this. This was b- way before its time. Sure. Sure. There were machines dispensing, you know, cash, um, and you know, I'm sure. Did you travel when you with the ATM idea? Was any of it like you went to Japan? You saw? Well, a, certainly Japan is always at the yeah. you know the forefront of all of that technology, and people had seen similar things but the the technology actually came from Europe and but what was crazy about it was you know these machines were really built to do a few transactions a day and mm-hmm. when we first launched the ATM i mean it was people were lined up so it was a transaction a minute and the parts kept burning out so we had you know speaking of building a passionate team our IT guy slept behind the machine to repair the parts as they burned out literally oh like wow. just like Set up camp back right. there. So there wow. was just a, there was an IT guy in the first ATM that just he was know, yes they could have probably our, really like scared a couple cupcake ATM service. elf yeah. yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh do they do selfies now oh we got to combine the fact Ooh, that the ATM I should, like it with yeah. the sprinkles you, know what, you call this a, little, a podcast but really it's a think tank it's a think tank yes we we, turn, <laughs> we, we obviously don't like you're you're much more business savvy than I we just throw out our ideas right I love it raw we don't care it's a great brainstorm um, but wow thank you so much for hanging out with us thank you this is yeah, such a pleasure incredibly inspiring we're gonna see you soon on um, a new television show that we can't place. name yes. that might have been amazing right, and that might have something to do with the building we're in at one point they might have been housed right. none wow. of this will make sense to anyone wow. who's listening it's all lots of throwing out a lot of clues breadcrumbs yeah. to us um, Candace Nelson at the end of the show we like to play a few games are you down to play yeah you, ha- you have our games uh, queued up there Jasmine so we figured be since you're uh, we figured Candace you're an amazing baker you judge uh, you're, a, you're an amazing entrepreneur uh, it's also getting near holiday season mm-hmm. um, so we were going to play a game that we call scarf or barf <laughs> Scarf or barf? Doesn't that Meaning, just make you think of holidays? <laughs> yes. You know what it makes me think of? My two boys, because barf is one of their favorite words. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. game was born from our children, I'm sure. Yeah. And when I say children, I mean my restaurant staff. But it's pretty much one and the same. Uh, scarf or barf, fall food edition. Uh, I'll, I'll mention a uh, fall food, and you'll be like, yeah, scarf it meaning you love it, or barf Right. No, don't. very cute. I get All it. Right, I love the play on words. Uh, hot Apple cider. Scarf. Scarf. <laughs> I'm with an enthusiastic scarf. Mm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want okay. some right now. Well, I'm just trying to think. You might love all of these things, which would really I probably be do. Yeah. I okay. think it's okay. Uh, here we go. Uh, butternut squash soup. <laughs> scarf. Wow. But it's so ubiquitous. Unless it's too sweet, and then it's a barf. Okay. Butternut mm, yeah. squash soup, yeah, with s- lots of lots cinnamon, cinnamon barf. on top. Yeah. Barf. I agree okay. with you. Okay. There's too much so, sweet on top of the sweet thing, yeah. right? No. Balance you, And it. you feel the same way about cupcakes, right? I Absolutely. Know. Yeah. It's got to be balanced. Although, I have to say, listen, a cupcake is meant to be sweet. It should not, you know... This is true. It, it, listen... Sometimes people come down too hard on a cupcake being sweet. It's, you know what? It's a cupcake. Yeah. You know it's what? It's meant though? to be okay, sweet. Okay, so going back to like the food TV thing, that's become just like a cliche thing for a judge to say. I know. That a dessert is too sweet. Too sweet. Right. right. Uh, that being said, no we judge things together. Some things are too sweet. This is true. <laughs> this is true. 
<laughs> some things are really, really sweet. You get a good gauge of Americana sometimes when you're judging, a, a, especially like a pastry show. Because I feel like I'm, this, is a little, this is a rant now, but I do feel like sometimes bakers on these shows just throw out measurements. Like they just, they're like, oh, I got only got a couple minutes. Right. Whatever. I'll, I don't I have time to measure. Bag of sugar. Right. <laughs> it's like you kind of. There's a reason why you know it's more of a precise part of the kitchen, right? Uh, sometimes things are too sweet. Okay, here we go. Uh, well, this is a tough one, but um, just the idea, the flavor of, well, let's just call it cranberry jelly. Cranberry mm, barf. Barf. Okay, oh, I like wow. that. Although mm, I, this is this is controversial now because <laughs> I come from sort of like a lower middle class sort of upbringing, and I love the cranberry in a can <laughs> okay. at Thanksgiving. Which I, is, I don't. I understand that people don't. I'll tell you. This. I wouldn't expect you to like it. I'm obsessed with the pairing of cranberries and turkey. Like my husband, I go okay. a lot of times to my husband's family right. in Oklahoma, and it just like boggles my mind that they don't put out cranberry with their turkey. Like that was an essential part. Oh, of our they don't put no. out cranberry. When right. I host Thanksgiving, I not I, I not only make a cranberry you know dish, not a jellied, not right. like out of yeah, the can. Yeah, I, right, I make right. my cranberries. I make at least two. Like right. I can't choose which cranberry <laughs> recipe I want to make. I make multiple cranberry dishes. Right. So, so and- I love the idea, but the jelly part is just so sad to me because. There's a l- other things to do with it, right? So, so many, if I would have said cranberry so again, it's super sweet. It's it, so easy. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's like getting a little sweet, sort of sour to it too, right? But um, so if I said cranberry scone, you'd be all about that, sure. Right? Okay, good. I'm glad I said jelly. I again, though, really quick, can I have no problem? I even like the ridges <laughs> no, that are. Ra- yeah, no, I do. No, the ri- that's I just, just depressing. Just, to I me. know it is depressing and sad, <laughs> but some of my listeners are going to be like, you know what? Yeah. I feel yeah, you on that one, yeah. especially on a leftover turkey sandwich, a okay, little slice so of that jelly. I would. I would just I would encourage your listeners who think that that sounds amazing to just try to make a cranberry relish or dish with fresh cranberries. What's the key? Because it is hard to control when you start cooking, especially fresh cranberries, right? No, it's not that hard. That's what I'm saying. You know, add some orange peel and Mm. add a little sugar and add you know some citrus to it. It's it's lovely. Some onions, caramelized onions. I mean, there's so many great recipes, and it's super easy. And yeah. It, okay. You can make it way ahead of time, so it doesn't even. That's like, true. That's true. Make it two weeks ahead. Exactly. It's got it's it's a pre, it's already preserved with All enough right, sugar we're doing in it, it this year. and and vinegar. Maybe Ooh, I think yes. we, yeah. I think well, we're going to do this like right balsamic. now. We might actually Heather is there a kitchen somewhere? We might actually start doing this. Okay, scarf or barf holiday edition with Candace Nelson. Uh, this one is controversial. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Are you talking about like pre-done pumpkin spice? Pumpkin. Let's pumpkin just say spice, pumpkin anything. spice. Like you know, like let's start with the latte. Well, let's start with the pumpkin let's spice start with latte. The latte, but you can. Okay, I'm going to say barf on the latte. Okay, yeah, it's a good call. I got one the other day. It was disgusting. Good call, right? Um, <laughs> I never had one before. Also, how did you it. think? Like all the individual spices, like should like stand up for themselves and be like, hey, like I'm cinnamon, nutmeg. Why ginger. do we got to be a multi blend? Right? Why does it ginger. just and, and why does it have to? Yeah, just one thing. Can't, why can't it be just fall spice? I like honoring each individual spice. I agree with you. So we're just this. <laughs> this is not spice Oreos. It's not day. celebrating diversity enough among spices. <laughs> exactly. um, but it is. I saw a shirt the other day on Instagram that just was like pumpkin spice every day, all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, I think you and I are in the minority. By the yeah, way, yeah, I think so. I think, so. Yeah. I think you're right. Once a year, though, I will say, and I've already done it. Like. You know when it first comes out and right. everyone's got a pumpkin spice, some kind of. You did it? I did, I did it, it, it already. It was, I yeah. Like it. Um, here's one. That's very uh, festive of you. Yeah. Yeah. You did it. It was kind of sorry, guy. Okay. Um, chestnuts. What are your thoughts? Oh, this is. Whoa. Chestnut we totally. The gravitas the, is totally changing this yeah. room, by the way. You um, know, for me as a native me, New Yorker, I'm going to say, like, you know, roasted chestnuts. I'm going to say scarf. And, and I've been thinking a lot about it because I want to incorporate some chestnuts into the desserts at Pizzana. Oh, yes. Very, you know, yeah. chestnut. Of course. Chestnut of course. honey Ooh. and all of that. So, do you do pasta dishes as well there? We or do no? not oh, okay. do pasta yeah. dishes. Pizzas, antipasti, salads, and desserts. Yeah, a little whipped chestnut on but top of a cupcake sounds delicious. That yeah? would be delicious. Mm. Yeah. So we're scarfing. I'm sorry. We're I got, scarfing. I got, yeah, we're I was yeah. just I you was mesmer- me- yeah, I got lost. You, as well. Yeah, you were you were in New York. You had um, you yeah. actually had a scarf on. It yeah. was cold. It kind of works. Okay, uh, okay. fall flavors. Uh, this one, the turducken scarf or barf. The turducken barf. Yeah. Ooh. I'm not into that. I agree. Wow. You know what I like my turducken with? A nice can of cranberry jelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm so in, in other minority. words, we are not celebrating Thanksgiving together. I, or, or, or no, we can, we like to do the two Thanksgiving. So we'll come over and do your yeah. sort of posh we'll Thanksgiving at your house. <laughs> and it's then, not like, all that posh. Over, me, we're out on the front lawn. 
Turducken, She's from I mean, Florida. Turducken so, is not, is not uh, low class. It's not, actually, it's not. It's You're actually right. like pretty like. It's, it's no, pretty but lot, you know why like, it's got that sort of like, like you know, every man sort of thing? is like John Madden used to celebrate it at the okay. end of the football games, oh, right? He'd be like, yeah, he, that's I think where it sort of where it came, came about. Yeah. All right. Huh? Um, not so, sure of the origins yeah. of Turducken. I'm, I'm going to sure. trust you on that. I do like the technique of it. The fact that you're stuffing multiple birds inside of each other basically right. yeah i think I it's interesting I, i'm more of a you know a classic <laughs> yeah i got it no when it comes to my okay so this one very la question what about the tofurkey this is tofu since she just said she's mm. classic turkey yeah yeah i think i already gave myself yeah. away i mean oh. i wouldn't say barf because there's vegetarians right. out there that i'm sure that's right you know I don't know. Great for them. Just eat the vegetables. Yeah, but I also feel like I don't like things that are trying to be something that they're not. Right. I'm not a, I'm not a fake meat person, generally. I think fake meat is just kind of... I agree with you. Eat good vegetables. If yeah. you're not eating eat meat, cranberry relish. eat something else. Fine. Yeah. The, Why not? Like the, like the vegetables rolls. posing as meat. You're not a big fan. No, no, no. Like the fake meat. Like yeah. tempeh and like... Oh, yeah. You know, tofu. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'll eat tofu. I like tempeh. Hey, what about tofu? I, to- I mean, you eat tofu as a nice uh, frosted topping, maybe, for a cupcake? Yes, absolutely. With seaweed, see this is how my mind works. I would I would create cupcakes that don't sell. <laughs> they just, I know. Black maybe, squidding maybe cupcake one, with one tofu little, frosting and maybe seaweed sprinkles. Let you do one little row. <laughs> Could you do that? We should do we that. Could do an off the menu flavor at one of our stores one day. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can. A matter of fact, you'd be like, we gave you this little table in front of the shop. <laughs> it's like you're Straight not really out. on our property, Straight but you out. can stand see. right here. Uh, that would be kind of good, actually. The molecular sort of version of like um, sprinkles. I think we should we should collaborate on that idea. Yeah. I'm into it. Um, so scarf or barf? You listen. You're scarfing most of the things, which is good. I, I love I, food. Yeah, yeah, so do I. It was that, that was an easy game. Next yeah. time you can, will you come back? I would love to come yeah, back. Yeah, next time you come back, we're going to make it a little bit more difficult for All you. Right. Uh, Candace Nelson, we play one more game. Well, it's mm. not really a game. It's a thing we do at the end. It's called eighty six. It's 86. So we are asking you to 86 one thing. It could be anything. Of course, it could be in the worlds of pizza or cupcakes or food television. It could be uh, bigger than that if you'd like. Uh, whatever you want. What is Candace Nelson 86ing? You know what is just the hugest pet peeve of mine? I have to say it's our entire team at Pizza on it, and we actually got on it and, and made some changes. Um, white linen napkins. Well, they're probably not linen. White napkins that rub off on your clothes. Oh, yes. The worst. It's so- an affront... Right. It's a personal affront. Mm. It is. You get all dressed up to go to a restaurant. You put that napkin on your right. black and, pants or whatever, mm. and you, you and you stand don't think up. about it. And you don't think like about a, it. Like, oh. And it's like a black light when you're leaving. You don't realize it, and you have all this lint on you oh, from a white napkin. You. It's yeah. just awful. So yes. anyway, we developed this is these also beautiful a, blue linen napkins, yeah. and people nice. comment on them. Oh, okay. So you design them specifically. Oh. We design them guys. specifically. They have a great they, feel to them. They're they're just they're are awesome. Are they steel worthy? Are you losing a lot? Oh, do inventory tonight, yeah. Candace. We've had a, we've had, yeah. That's yeah. one thing about getting cool napkins. I think that might be one reason why people use the ones that get all over your pants. Who's going to steal those? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one ever wants to see yeah. them again. No. Basically, you Jasmine's these got, back. She's yeah. got a couple linens in her purse right now also. She's, <laughs> I might have some from our restaurants. Yeah, you know, possibly. That, that makes a lot I of sense. I would agree. The, no. Our napkins definitely are steel worthy. I, yeah. I hope that they're not disappearing. Yeah, as no they one should be. You're a designer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Candace Nelson, thank you so much thank for hanging you. out with us. Thanks uh, for having Sprinkles me. is amazing. The thank pizza you. place again, where is it? Pizzana in Brentwood in on Brentwood. San Vicente. Soon to be in your neighborhood, yes. perhaps soon. Uh, and then there's a new television show that mm-hmm. you're going to be uh, mm-hmm. co-hosting that is just amazing. It has something to do with sweet food. Uh, and you'll we'll, see we'll her talk very about soon. It on the we'll, Instagram page. We'll do it on the when Instagram it gets page. Yeah, well, I love it. I course. love it because and, obviously your listeners are dying to know. And we'll yes. bring in the whole cat. You'll, we'll bring in your, your castmates maybe when the show does come Okay, out. great. We'll do that. Would love it. Uh, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Head on over to, uh, do me a favor, go to Apple iTunes and just hit subscribe on Starving for Attention because it helps us produce uh, amazing shows and have the street cred to get people like Candace Nelson into the studio with us. Uh, if you don't have an iPhone, you can go over to Podcast One and you can hit subscribe there. Also, listen, on uh, any device that you're on, give us a rating and a review because that helps too. There's this weird, weird algorithm. Who knows what it is? But it's a combination of subscribes, likes, views, and r- ratings. So do that for us. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or podcastone.com. 
Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> What's going on, man? Hi, guy. Yeah. Yeah, the team. Loveline, man. You guys remember us from back in the day? Well, we're doing a pod, and we're doing it every day. And we've been doing it for a while. And if you, if I hear one more time, people say, God, I loved you and Adam together on Loveline. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're doing a podcast. Will you please just join us at the Adam and Dr. Drew Show, please? Right. At adam.drewshow.com. It's a great show. Come on now. Only on Podcast One. That's us. Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Just like the old days. Doctor's orders. Oh, <laughs> oh man, you're funny. Yep. All right. Let's go save some babies. Let's do it.